0: Some of you think that going deeper with God is kind of like a big backhoe coming, and just just with one big scoop, you're gonna get what you need to go deeper with God. That is not the way it works. It doesn't happen with the backhoe. It happens with this. Anybody ever used one of these before? Going deeper happens when you grab a tool And you go back to the same hole
1: every day and just pull out another scoop. Welcome to Resonate with Trent Griffith, Senior Pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. I'm Aaron Paulus. The old Sunday school song goes like this, deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Well, I wonder how many toddlers you know that would be able to articulate what this deep and wide fountain really is. And I wonder how many adults could. Well, today on Resonate, Pastor Trent Griffith continues our series titled Deeper. And in case you missed last week, we're going to hit a few of the highlights from the first part of the message, Deeper in the Word. Let's listen.
0: We need to go deeper in the word of righteousness. Do you realize the book that you hold in your hands? Do you realize what you have? It is what the writer of Hebrews calls the word of righteousness. Words communicate. What you hold in your hand is a communication from a transcendent God who has chosen to reveal himself through words. It is the self-disclosure of this transcendent being that you and I otherwise would know nothing about unless he had chosen to disclose himself through words. And it's called the word of righteousness. The only way we can have righteousness. To be righteous means to be in right relationship with God. God. And so the way that we learn to be in right relationship, righteousness, is through reading, believing, responding to, and obeying the words that are contained in this book that we call the Bible. The Bible is inspired in 2 Timothy 3, verse 16, we read a su- such an important uh, understanding, an important verse for our understanding of the scripture. All scripture is breathed out by God. That, that is an important phrase, to be breathed out in the same sense that right now I am breathing out words. Not only is it inspired, it is true. The Bible is true. How do we know it's true? Jesus said it was true. When he was praying to his father in John chapter 17, he was praying for you that God would sanctify you in truth. Oh really, where do we find truth? Your word is truth. So the Bible is true and the Bible is alive. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says, the word of God is living and active. It's not like a Shakespearean play. It's not like a Mark Twain novel. It is alive. God's word is inspired. God's word is true. God's word is alive. And God's word is authoritative. Second Timothy 3.16 again says, not only is scripture breathed out by God, but it's profitable for four things, for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness. Now, if all you want the Bible to do is teach you, you're gonna live in the shallow end of the pool. If you're a person that wants the Bible to reprove you and correct you and train you, now you're gonna get to the deep end of the pool the writer of hebrews tells them if you want to go deeper you're gonna need four things the first thing you're gonna need is you're gonna need sharper ears you see that verse verse 11 the problem was is they had become dull of hearing that doesn't mean that they couldn't understand it that means that they didn't want to obey it and they had lost their sense of wonder over this revelation of god you see shallow christians read the bible that that's not a big thing congratulations if you've read the bible that's great fantastic if you want to go deeper you've got to get to the point where you want the bible to read you shallow christians reduce the bible to a list of do's and don'ts but deeper christians understand the truth underneath the do's and the don'ts and deeper christians do and don't because they understand the life-giving power of living a life in right relationship with God. Shallow Christians read the Bible like a self-help book. I really need to figure out my marriage. I really need to to figure out what to do with money. Maybe I can get a little inspiration today since I'm kind of down and depressed. That's the way a shallow Christian reads the Bible. But a deeper Christian reads the Bible like a real life drama. It's history and drama. It has a hero, it has a villain. Deeper Christians find themselves in the story. Creation, fall, redemption, recreation. We're still waiting for the fourth one, right? We're living in between the redemption and the, and the recreation. That's the story of the Bible. Why are you bored with it? It's a story that is not just a story. It's real. It's not a novel. It is real history that you and I are part of And it's a plot that you and I know well, and yet we continue to be a part of that story every day. Have you become dull of hearing that story? And then not only that, but bigger vision. Look at verse 12. For though by this time, you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again, the basic principles of the oracles of God. The word oracle simply means the revelation of God or the record of God, the the communication, the words that God has given us. Well, there are some basic things that you should know about the scriptures that helps you interpret what you're reading. They're basic principles. But apparently there were some people that after some time should have known these things. They ought to have been able to communicate them to others, but they couldn't by this time you ought to be teachers could I lovingly say to you as your pastor there's some people in this room that ought to be teachers but you can't because you haven't gone deep enough the greater tragedy is people that ought to be teachers but you won't because you're too busy consuming rather than distributing. You
1: need a greater vision. And now, Trent Griffith will continue the list of things we need if we're going to go deeper in the Word. And if you need a bigger vision, you're also gonna need a stronger appetite. Look at verse, the end of verse
0: 12. He says, you need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. How many parents in the room, raise your hands. How many of you remember the phenomena of Gerber baby food? (laughs) Remember the little jar? Remember that little rubber spoon so that you wouldn't injure the child when you tried to take some of the food out of the Gerber baby jar and stick it in his mouth? Do you remember this? And on a good day, half of the food would get in the mouth. The other half would go up the nostril, your nostril, and in the ear and on the floor. And then you felt like you were a successful parent if all that happened. And then what happened? They spit it right back up at you. And if you're a good dad, you just scrape it off and you shove it right back in there because you're gonna win this war. How many dads are with me, right? That's why we have things like act like men on Sunday nights at nine o'clock to learn this manly skill of scraping that thing off and sticking it back in there. Now listen, we laugh about that, but we still love those kids and we still feed those kids. And we expect that from those kids because they're children. They're infants. Paul said almost the same thing in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now, you're not ready for it. Listen, it is perfectly fine if you are an infant in Christ, and you were converted to Christ in the last year, two, three, maybe you're a toddler in Christ now, maybe you're about to be a kindergartner in Christ, maybe you're kind of an adolescent in Christ, but listen, if you're gonna go deeper in Christ, you need to get off the milk and you need to understand there is a world of T-bone steak and shrimp available to those who would go deep in Christ. A couple of weeks ago, I was walking through Walmart and they don't have the Gerber baby jars anymore. They have these things. Have you heard about these? I stole these from a mom last night. The Child is hungry, I'm sure, but anyway, this, 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 is, this is green bean and pear and pea. Pity the child whose mother would give the child, green bean, pear, and pea, and apparently all you just, you just give this to the kid, or I don't know, if you open it up and squirt it in now, I don't know, but listen, if you're coming to church and you're just kind of opening your mouth and you're expecting somebody just to do this, that, that's, that's okay for an infant in Christ. But it is time for you to go deeper and understand the deeper things of God not just the basic principles and that doesn't mean it's some mystical hard thing for anyone to understand but you it's just talking about the things that are true of the gospel and how to apply what Christ did on that cross to every component part of your life and so don't be content to live on baby food kind of what I do I don't know what you do with your all your week but I kind of prepare a meal and um Sometimes I have to smash it up and put a lot of water in it and kind of pre digest it and then serve it up to you. And you say, Oh, that was so deep. Not really. The deepest things you're going to learn about God are probably not going to be from somebody else. It's going to be with you and Christ and your Bible open and the Holy Spirit pressing those things deep into your soul. You're going to need a deeper appetite. A stronger appetite. And then finally, just better skills. Look here at verse 13. Everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he's a child, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have had their powers of discernment trained. Let's just stop right there for a second. Better skills. Now listen, um, I'm looking at former athletes, Yeah, I don't really see any athletes. So I'm looking at former athletes right now. Many of you remember that before the game there was what? There was practice. You had to hone your skills. And it was long hours of practice just if you're thinking about a basketball and if you're gonna become a better basketball free throw shooter, you gotta grab the ball, gotta throw it at the same hoop, same ball, same hoop, same hoop, same ball, and back and forth and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times doing over and over and over and there's sweat involved and it's painful and it, you're sore the next day. Can I ask you a question? Why would you think going deeper with God would require less effort than putting a ball through a hoop? You've got to practice if you're going to have the discernment necessary to interpret what's in this book. Better skills and better tools. Do you, do you see what he says? Constant practice. It never ends. Now, some of you think that going deeper with God is kind of like a big backhoe coming and just, just with one big scoop, you're going to get what you need to go deeper with God. That is not the way it works. It doesn't happen with the backhoe. It happens with this. Anybody ever used one of these before? Some of you need to understand that going deeper doesn't happen with the backhoe. It happens when you grab a tool and you go back to the same hole every day and just pull out another scoop. And it's not so much how big the scoop is, it's how often you show up to the same hole to go deeper. And in some cases, it's, it requires better tools. I'm going to challenge you here at the end to grab some tools, but even more importantly, just to show up every day at the same hole. To dig deeper as you sit with Jesus. Those that go deeper understand making an appointment with God to sit with Jesus every day in His Word, digging. It takes effort and practice. And so you're gonna need a chair. You're gonna need a chair. Do you have a chair? Do you have a chair where you sit with Jesus with your Bible open? I have a chair. I'm very particular about my chair. Um, I need my chair to have a thing where I can kick my legs up because I have back issues. And uh, I need my chair to have a place where there's a table where I can sit a cup of coffee because I have sleep issues. And uh, I need uh, a chair where there's glasses because I have reading issues and I have light and a ceiling fan and and something that that you put a little effort into. If I'm gonna show up at the same hole every day, I need to prepare the work site, right? So I'm gonna challenge you here to do something that I was challenged with as a 16-year-old. I made a commitment as a 16-year-old to show up every day and for at least five minutes every day Dig into God's word. And I want to challenge you this morning. I'm not going to ask you for a lifelong commitment. You can do that. But what about the next seven days? What if you made a commitment? I'm going to grab a Bible. I'm going to find a chair. Cell phone off. And I'm going to dig for five minutes into God's word. Now, when you do that, it's important that you not just read, but you question what you're reading. Not in a way that you're looking for a reason not to believe it, but you question in the sense of knowing what is happening. Is there a sin to confess? Is there a promise to claim? Is there a truth to believe? Is there an example to follow? Is there an error to avoid? Is there something to praise God for? All those questions create answers for you to record with a pen. It's a long stick, it has ink, or maybe a pencil. Maybe some of you need to acquire one of these old-fashioned tools. And then paper, have you heard of this? A notebook, and you begin, maybe just write one verse, and then you write the answer to one of those questions. Here's a sin I need to confess to God. Maybe you write a prayer out there. So what you're doing is digging, and that's the way you go deeper. And if that sounds like something that was part of your habits and you've been doing that for a while, maybe you need to get some some more tools to take you deeper than you've gone before. And I've mentioned some of these before at the risk of turning this into an infomercial. Um, I want to tell you about the most wonderful tool that God ever created outside the Bible, and a wife, is this. The ESV Study Bible. How many of you have one of these? Lift that thing up. Everybody, if you have one of these, lift it up, lift it up. You can, it, it's good biceps exercise too. And um, it, it's kind of a thick thing here. But listen, th- this is the greatest one volume theological library that's ever been put together. The words on the top half of the page are inspired by God. The words on the bottom half of the page are notes of men that actually believe the top half of the page that have gone a little deeper than I've gone. I want to learn from those guys. And it's not just a study Bible. It, it, it's, it's systematic theology. In the back, that talks about doctrines that, that helps me understand the meta narrative of Scripture. I just can't say enough about this. We have some of those, um, it's a little expensive, it's $48. Most of you spend more than that on your cell phone bill every month. And so maybe you need to invest in a new tool. We've got some of those out there at the Resource Center. Um, just some other books, Just I've been kind of digging through these in the last year. Here's a book by Greg Gilbert, the guy I mentioned that spoke at Cedarville, Why I Trust the Bible. If that's an issue for you, then get this book. This is not a heavy book. This is a short book. I like short books. How many of you like short books? I'm short. I have short attention span, I like short books. And this is a book, maybe if you wanna answer the question, why should, can we even trust this book that's so old? Why would we trust an old book? Here's one that the teenagers went through this past year on Wednesday nights in youth group called Appropriately Dig Deeper. And I'm gonna put all these out there, links to them, where you can go and buy these things if you go to our, our website. Here's a book that is probably one of my favorite books right now. It's by Howard Hendricks. One of the best Bible teachers that we've ever had in America. He's taught so many preachers to read and interpret and preach the Bible. And uh, it's, it's, uh, he, Howard Hendricks is amazing in the fact that he can take complex things and make them simple. How many of you appreciate guys like that? I'm kind of the opposite. I take simple things, make them complex. I like guys that do it this way. So that is a great way to understand where am I reading in the Bible and what's the genre that I'm reading and how did. Am I reading before Christ or after Christ, or what, how did this, how do I interpret things like that? Great book, Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks. Here's a, a book that really changed my whole perspective and first time I understood the whole meta narrative and those four quadrants of things that redemption fall or uh, creation fall, redemption and recreation and understanding the plan Graham Goldsworthy According to Plan and there's another one on preaching that plan that's really helped me. I I just, I went deeper five years ago when I discovered that book and uh, still trying to go deeper. Some of you just need a daily devotional. This is a book by Paul Tripp called New Morning Mercies. How many of you currently are using this in your devotions? Yeah, it's really popular right now. Now listen, how many of you are reading the devotional part and you're not reading down here where he says, turn to Philippians chapter one and read verses three through 11. Do you do that? Fail, 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 fail. We don't read man's words about God's words and call that going deeper. We read God's words and then to help us with God's words, we might need to find somebody that's a little deeper than us to help us understand God's words. So don't just read the devotional shallow, shallow. You gotta read the words that he's telling you down here. If he'd included all that in the book, it'd be twice as big and you wouldn't buy it. So he didn't put all that in there. And then here's one that Tyler Downing told me that the the teenagers are going through in the youth group right now. It's called EC 365, The Character of God, A Year of Devotions for Students. This is a deep book, and if you're a parent, you may understand that your 13-year-old is going deeper than you because he's reading stuff deeper than you. You might want to pick this up, and you might want to read this so that when you sit down at dinner table, you can say, so what'd you get in your devotions? This is what I got in mind. Now let's have a discussion about that, okay? Great thing about this is it all comes with the Bible app so you can carry it all. By the way, if you buy the ESV Study Bible, it comes with a code to get the ESV Study Bible app and you can carry the whole thing around on your phone, which I use quite often. So you gotta sit with Jesus in the chair and use some good tools, but you can't stop there. You also have to learn to sit with Jesus in the circle. You know what I mean by that? That means there's other chairs and there's other people with their Bibles. And now we're talking together about going deeper and what did God show you and what did you read this week? And I had a hard time understanding this, can you help me understand that? And how do we apply this to the difficulties of singleness or of marriage and money? And now we're sitting in a circle of people that are going deeper with Jesus and there's one more. If you wanna go deeper this year, Sit in the chair, sit in the circle, get in a small group. That is such a part of the ethos of Harvest Bible Chapel. You will not go as deep as you should go unless you're going deeper with others. But then this, learn to sit with Jesus in the row. Congratulations, you're all doing a fine job of that this morning. But can I ask you, how big of a priority is that for you? What if this year you said, by God's grace, we are gonna show up and sit with Jesus in the row at church. It is non-negotiable. We're doing this together. It's such a vital part of our growth in Christ to hear the word of God preached to all of us together, all of our ears hearing the same truth, going deeper together, locking arms on mission with God. That's how important that it is. It's estimated that about half of the people that show up on any given Sunday show up once a month at church. Shallow, shallow, let's go deeper. Learn to sit with Jesus in the chair. Learn to sit with Jesus in the circle. Learn to sit with Jesus in the row. So I'm gonna ask you for this commitment. I want you to bow your heads. Heads bowed, eyes closed, we're almost done. How many of you would be willing to make that commitment that I made as a 16-year-old? For the next seven days, you'll find a chair, you'll make that appointment, Bible open, and you're gonna dig. You're gonna read, you're gonna question, you're gonna respond by writing down something that God showed you. Pray that back to God, start your day by showing up at the same hole every day. I'm going deeper. If you'd be willing to make that commitment the next seven days, would you just raise your hand? fantastic. Now, more than that, would you just open your heart to God and tell him, Lord, I want to make an appointment with you. I've been too busy. I've been too shallow. I want to go deeper with you. Would you meet with me in those moments? Would you speak to me?
1: Well, I don't know about you, but I feel more excited about going deeper in God's word after that message from Pastor Trent Griffith. He listed a number of books that can be helpful tools in going deeper. And if you'd like to review those books, you can find links to ways that you can purchase them by heading over to our website, harvestgranger.org resonate. Again, these are tools that you may want to take advantage of to go deeper in the word of God. That web address is harvestgrangerorg resonate. Something Pastor Trent mentioned today was learning to sit with Jesus in the circle, meaning in the context of a small group, and then sitting with Jesus in the row. If it's been a while since you've had a church home, a row that you could call yours, it would be really great to have you visit one of our upcoming worship services. And we'd love to know that you heard about Harvest through this program, Resonate. For more information about campus locations and service times, just visit harvestgranger.org. Again, that's harvestgranger.org. And be sure to check out our Facebook page by searching for Harvest Bible Chapel Granger. Well, next week, we'll continue our series deeper by examining what it means to be planted in the house of the Lord. I hope that you can join us for that. Well, thanks for listening today. I'm Aaron Paulus, and don't forget, at least five minutes each day this week, dig into your Bible. You can do it. My prayer is that God's Word would resonate in your heart and mind as you go deeper in His Word. Resonate with Trent Griffith is a radio ministry of Harvest Bible Chapel Granger. HarvestGranger.org.